This is The Shift Podcast. Today on The Shift Daily Podcast, if you could write one rule for the road, one new traffic law, what would it be? Your calls and texts, plus a new smart traffic light system saving lives. Anthony LaPointe, co-owner of Calitech, they have a company that does traffic safety in Quebec, and they're testing some cool things about some new lights, red light, green light, if you're speeding into school zones and stuff like that. A little overhaul of the traffic rules, maybe, in our future. And are you okay with wine and GPS? We're getting a little lost on are you okay with here on the Shift Daily Podcast. This is the Shift Podcast. If you could write one law in driving, one law, what law would you drive? 877-399-9898. What law would you write into the, the book of driving? The great book of driving. Okay, so uh, that's the question um, that comes from these lights that they have that they're testing in Quebec with a Quebec company. And um, those lights are kind of like a red, yellow, green, but for school zones and speeding. So the light is red as you pull up to this the speed change zone. And if you're going too fast, the light's red. And it turns green if you slow down to the speed limit. I think this is it. I don't know if that's exactly the solution or not, but this, it sounds intriguing. Like it sounds close, right? Like it's on the right path to, to the kinds of things that, um, that might work. Especially school zones, man. I mean, for me, that is the that is the no go of um, uh, no go. Um, hand out pedestrians tickets. <laughs> you know what I'd love if they could do a um, uh, if they could do meandering tickets in the shopping mall <laughs> for people who meander through the mall, or who people like walk with their family and there's like nine people wide, just chatting. But that's off topic. Anyway, 877-399-9898. I would love it if I could choose. There probably is this law already. I would choose a law for cyclists that do this. I'm a cyclist. I'm a car. I'm a pedestrian. I'm a car. I'm a cyclist. When the light is red or whatever, they jump into the crosswalk and ride through the crosswalk so they can keep going. And then they go back into the lane again. That would be mine. 877-399-9898. Uh, we have a sign in Stetler that has red and blue lights. It goes off at 35 kilometers per hour. It's in a playground zone. Uh, that sign has... See, that's interesting. It's kind of a warning. Nice little reminder. Um, but, 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 30 kilometer school zone all year long instead of September to June. Kids still play in the playground in the summertime. Nighthawk Steve's Law. What is your law, your driving law that you would like to put into place uh, no matter what? Okay. What else do we hear? Um, why do we, why don't, I think there's a typo. Uh, thanks, Malcolm, for the text. Why don't we start tickling people who break the law? We'll keep crossing with there are blatant disregard for the crosswalk sign. Oh, there's three seconds left on the clock. I'll run across and disturb traffic. Uh, uh, my drive, I drive 40% of the time. It's hard to maintain proper deliveries. Malcolm. Thanks, Malcolm. Sorry. A couple of typos trying to interpret what Malcolm said. Um, talk to text and typos. They're tough on the text messages. Eh? 
Uh, in Winnipeg, from midnight to 4 a.m., speed limits, stop signs, red lights don't apply. <laughs> People don't have any patience. Got to get there, got to get there now. It's a sad reality. Okay, what are the laws that you would put into place? Um, wouldn't it be Earl if you give a thumbs up, thumbs down, speed limit, thumbs down if you're going too fast? Uh, yes, that could be the case. Uh, thanks, Don and Pembroke. Now, Don Don knows those signs we're talking about because he's in the Ottawa Valley. Um, it looks like everybody before that's just complaining about drivers. <laughs> okay, what is the law that you would change if you can't, if you were able to change any law when it comes to driving? Um Trucker Dan says, if you break new law, if you break check a transport truck, you have to scrub all the tire marks left by the truck with a toothbrush. Please don't forget that I have 34 tires. Very good. What would be your law? Malcolm is in North Vancouver. Hi, Malcolm. Text message. Besides the text message I just sent, the one that really gets me is these people who come out of driving school and they forget that they're taught to change lanes properly mm-hmm. uh, but also when they they're at an intersection they're waiting and they're supposed to go curb to curb but they decide no i'm going to make a left-hand turn just about two blocks up so i'll wait until there's no traffic they go back to school yeah back to school is interesting i, I like that notion you know one thing though what the, the only problem with that malcolm i remember when i did my driving school no that was a long time ago but there was the the driver the instructor had told me like it's this wide here you got to drive in on the right hand lane on the curb lane or in the in the left hand lane along the yellow line but there was no broken lines in between and and the information that my instructor gave me was wildly wrong i was driving with my parents they're like you're gonna get pulled over and i'm like no it's what the driving instructor said no no that's wrong so going back to school would be a great idea but it's not always what it's cracked up to be if the instructors are terrible um well it's, it's the same here in bc when you get with ICB, ICBC driving instructors or the trainers, when you go out for your uh, your N or your L, they have their own way of doing things. The managers are just absolutely frustrated, and I experienced that with my son when he was mm-hmm. trying to get his, uh, his, his license, and they said, you're not doing enough shoulder checks. Well, under the Motor Vehicle Act here in B.C., you don't have to do a left-hand shoulder check. You have to do a right, but you don't mm-hmm. have to do a left. So they have their own uh, way of doing things. They're not following the rules themselves. And as far as the the, the, the traffic light, I said this on uh, Simi Sarah's show a long time ago, that it just seems when they put these countdown clocks in, that's when exponentially there was more accidents with, tra- uh, with pedestrians and more frustration because they're looking at it going, like I said, you've got three seconds to go across, I can make it. Yeah, statistically, actually, that, that's a thing. Like they have said that there are more people that the um, everybody changes their perspective and they also anticipate that, right, that um, I'm going to I'm going to hurry now because uh, – you know, the, the countdown's there. Drivers do it. Pedestrians do it. All kinds of folks do it. And that becomes really problematic. Um, thanks for the call, well, Malcolm. Appreciate it, bud. One more, I'm going to move on uh, here. Thanks, bud. 877-399-9898. Malcolm is in North Vancouver. Malcolm says back to school. That's his um, new uh, his new rule. What is your rule if uh, you could write one traffic law, right? One traffic law. 
A new driving rule, mine pertains to cars. Cruise control to start at 25 kilometers per hour. I'm aware that people have issues with cruise control, nevertheless. I don't know what you mean. Start at 25 kpm. My cruise control works at all speeds. I know that some cruise controls don't do 30, like they only do 50. If you try to set a cruise control below 50, that it doesn't work. I think that's car make specific, though, because mine works always, right, in in all kinds of different ways. So that's um, uh, that could be, if I'm understanding correctly, but I do like your suggestion. What is the raw, the law that we should put in place if you could pick one more law, any law you want, and make it a driving law? 877-399-9898. And Pickering, let's go to Andrew. Hey. Well, hi there. Hi. Um, I mean, I'm, I'm not, uh, I'm, I'm a little with the, the last guy saying that, you know, um, to be uh, more, <clears throat> enforce the laws that are actually there. Because a lot mm-hmm. of these rules have been around since the 40s. You know, not passing on the right hand, right lane aggressively. Not doing the left hand turn uh, where you swing out to the right lane. I don't know how many times I've already almost been pit maneuvered because of that. Mm-hmm. And uh, honestly, uh, maybe just a little observation is if you feel as if when you're coming up to a light and the light turned yellow and you don't know how long that yellow went or whatever, uh, or if you're trying to race through it or whatever, if you could see it in your windshield, when it turns, if you could see it through your windshield, it, the light turned red, that mm-hmm. means that you could have stopped for that light. It doesn't matter how fast you were going, how slow you were going. It means that if you were going fast, you would have seen it a long time before and you would have been able to stop. If you're going slow, you would still yeah. be able to stop. Yeah. So that's a little ob- observation for me. No, that's cool. I, I, I really think, appreciate I that. I think that a lot of things that should be enforced are not being enforced. I've seen the craziest things in intersections where there's a cop in the intersection just sitting there and like, what? This guy just blew through that light. You're mm-hmm. not really allowed to like line up to make a left hand turn, or you know, you, I kind of like to do that. You know, you uh, where you come out to a light and you're making a left hand turn at a major intersection. Where you've got like two, three cars out in that middle, uh, in that intersection. Mm-hmm. You know, actually, what you're stealing is from the next guy. That. Uh, that option to make a left-hand turn when it turns uh, green for the next guy or when it's about to turn red for the next guy. Hey, man, I get it. I get it, Andrew. There was a guy who was actually a truck driver that um, did the same thing to me. And when you're the car and the truck driver's a bad driver, that's difficult. We defend truck drivers a lot on the show, but not all truck drivers are awesome. And um, and it was a a dual left turn. And the, the two left turn lanes turn into three lanes so the right hand lane stays the right hand lane the left hand lane right the left lane turns into two lanes right (laughs) and so the left lane has two options the right lane does not it's a dotted line all the way it's very clear if you just look at the signs that sign says it and also the lines on the ground well this truck he was in the right hand lane and he came into the center lane and pushed everybody else out of the way and the reason why he did it was because at the next corner he wanted to turn left and he basically just wedged everybody out so he could do it it drives me nuts that's part of the way you do things right 
It is, and I think you're right with the awareness piece. The awareness piece is really, really great for that, too. That's so incredibly important. So, Andrew, thank you very much for the call. 877-399-9898 is the shift. I'm Shane Hewitt. What is your your, uh, traffic law? You can write one right now. Write one traffic law that... um, that everybody else has to follow. What would you write? Um, the thing I, the thing I predict is people whipping up and triggering, triggering the red just to make people stop, just like they pretend to look at the phone when the lights go green. People whipping up and triggering the red just to make people stop. Oh, I think you mean like a, a pedestrian. Not sure. I'm not sure I quite understand your text message. If you want to clarify, that's great. 877-399-9898. People on the phone. That's another thing. Like, if you have the phone in your lap, you know that everyone else can see that you're looking at your crotch, right? Like, you're not inconspicuous. Like, these people are, everyone around you can see. And then, by the way, when you're the only person that didn't leave the green light, everybody knows that. I do know that the laws around... Uh, distracted driving have changed a lot in Ontario. The insurance repercussions have changed a lot around that, but that doesn't mean um, that doesn't mean that it's that's good for everybody. I don't think, but um, distracted driving is, you know, um, one of those things that um, it's it's very real. That's for sure. People swerving out of the lanes, and I think the punishment should be worse if you're swerving out of the lanes and you're not distracted driving, because there are people that swerve out of their lanes and they're not even distracted. They're just terrible drivers just staying in the lane. Like that to me is ridiculous as well. Let's go to Dan, who's in Edmonton. Dan, what would be the one traffic law that you would like to put in? Uh, I'm going to preface this with uh, the fact that I'm a professional driver. Um, what kind, what, wait, 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 whoa, 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 slow your roll. What is a professional driver? Uh, class two. Okay, so you work as a driver. Yes. Okay. All right. I didn't know if you meant like a stunt driver or maybe no, like no, a teacher. No. No. Uh, let's just say not a semi, but uh, but everything underneath. Okay. Um, and that's God, why I, I make not a living. Not underneath the semi, I, I hope. I, I drive. I drive the Yellowhead uh, two and a half hours a day to get to work in Edmonton. Okay. Um, okay. I think this would change a lot of things if every car mandatory had a dash cam in the front and the back which mm-hmm. records records your speed mm-hmm. and you can and people can send in clips to the RCMP through the email so that those people who know there's no police around can be ticketed just with that evidence that's on the on that little clip mm-hmm. um and also, when a person is pulled over and they want to argue with the police that I wasn't speeding and I didn't go through that stop sign, that 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 uh, that uh, that chip or, or the SD card can yeah. be uh, has to be provided to the police. And I think that would make a lot of people like, oh, my God, I've been run off the road three times. Um, I have uh, had other people that I have taken pictures of their license plates, call in and complain that I was using my phone and another person said I had a gun and I got pulled over by three RCMP because Whoa. I got I got the guy guy's license and the police made me delete 
the the guy's license from my phone after I was my whole car was searched and the first time I'm in handcuffs because oh, yeah. this guy ran ran me off the road and I I caught up to him took his license and he and uh, you know he attacked me before I could provide the police with any evidence of of that but no if if every car for insurance for 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 for, for knowing that the police could uh, confiscate your yeah. your S card and and prove that you know you you they they could go back like five minutes the dash cam and, and, the no, dash cam thing makes total sense i get it the only thing dan i agree with you 100% the only thing i don't trust i don't trust the insurance companies i got to tell you i absolutely don't because the fact that the insurance companies take advantage of it and the reality is is that the insurance companies are um even with the apps on your phone, because you can put an app on your phone to prove that you're a good driver. The app can detect emergency braking. It can detect all these things. I don't trust insurance companies. I have a claim on my insurance right now because somebody hit me and I didn't make a claim. But because I called and that guy made a claim, there was $0 on my claim. But I have a claim hit because of it. So the the uh, reality is, is that that one doesn't work. That's for sure. But the camera thing is interesting to me. I don't know if I would go with the insurance part of that. Thanks so much, Dan. Appreciate the phone call. 877-399-9898. We're going to take a break. What is your law? You can pick one traffic law. Write it today. What would your traffic law that you would create be? This is the Shift Podcast. I think we can all agree on one thing about drivers. Everybody else is a bad one. I'm the good driver. Anthony LaPointe, uh, Anthony LaPointe joins me here on The Shift. Uh, now, we're not really here, Anthony, to talk about good drivers or bad drivers, yet we are kind of here to talk about good drivers and bad drivers. Anthony joins us from Quebec. How are you? I'm good, Shane. How are you? I'm good. Thank you very much. Um, Calitech is the company. You're one of the partners in that. And um, you're working on this project that you call Earl. Now, I have, Anthony, this this notion about speeding. I've been caught speeding. I was the young person that was very fast when I drove. I got caught. And then I ended up getting in a car crash when I was not speeding. I blew a tire uh, on, I was on a merge lane coming onto the highway and rolled the car, ended up in the hospital. Uh, narrowly, I think, escaped death. I mean, the car landed on its roof. And so never before has there been such a contrast in my life as the moment where I got caught speeding and then a month or so later rolled the car when I was not speeding. So speeding to me is a big one. It's a big one that I think we all can be more responsible. Don't get me wrong. I still speed a little bit, far more conservative than I used to be. When someone speeds through a construction zone, I always say, if you want them to stop speeding, don't give them a ticket. Make them stand there with the, the slow sign or the stop sign or be the flag person in the construction zone for a day. Mm-hmm. That'll slow them down, trust me. And if, you, uh, if someone speeds in a school zone, which is the place that I truly believe in, in, uh, in speed limitation, then make them be the crossing guard that has to walk the kids across the street because you will slow down after you've had the experience of how terrible drivers are. Tell me about Earl. Yeah, so uh, so speeding is uh, that's all about what we do at Calitech. Basically, we we'll want to we want to make streets safer. Uh, we've been doing that for thirty five years, and uh, so we're launching Earl. Earl is an acronym for Educational Awareness Reward Light. 
basically picture this, you're coming into a, a school zone or a park or a residential area. And, uh, and we're all speeding, let's be honest, we're all driving maybe five, 10 kilometers above the limit. So you're coming into a 30 zone, you're coming in maybe 40 kilometers, and there's a red light up ahead before the school. So what do you do? You see that red light? Uh, it's not an intersection, it's, uh, it's on a stretch, but there, it's a red light. So what do you do? You lift up the foot thinking you're gonna slow down to, to halt to a stop, but then Earl gets your speed and once you're driving the right limit, you're down to 30, then it will give you the green. So Earl is really an educational light. It's not something that is repressive. It doesn't give away tickets. It's really to make people understand that this is a critical area. Children are playing around. It's a safe area and we need to slow down because uh, there was uh, some statistics that were released uh, a few weeks ago by a, a local mayor um, who said that uh, if you hit someone driving 30 kilometers an hour, there's a 10% chance that you may kill that person. If you're driving 50, that chance goes up to 75%. Mm. So it's something to realize that we, we don't feel like we're that much above the limit, but it has a real impact if there, we get into an accident, actually. So many things uh, here to talk about. I have so many questions, and this is cool. When when I drive in Ottawa, Ottawa, they have the speed signs, and if you're going yeah. the speed limit, it gives you the smiley face, right? I can tell you they have 800 of those signs because uh, we're the supplier for those radar speed signs as well. Well, I love <laughs> those things because I get the smiley face all the time. Melanie <laughs> does not get the smiley face when Melanie's driving, uh, so I love those. So now I'm going to, I'm going to specifically say to Melanie, that's Anthony's sign. <laughs> and then um, that's what we'll do. So I, I like those. That's interesting to me. It's a nice reminder, right? If even if you choose to speed for whatever reason, you like I'm late or I'm I'm taking you know someone to the doctor, whatever the reasons are. Like we all have reasons, but at least it's a good reminder. Like, oops, that's yeah. a little fast, faster than I thought. I think that if we could avoid those moments, right, where it just kind of creeps up on you and you're going a little faster than you thought, that that would be very, very helpful. This stoplight, essentially, would really reinforce that. Would the expectation in the proposal, or at least in the in the study, be that that person has to stop at that red light, like a normal red light? Well, actually, uh, it's. Uh, I'm glad you compared to radar speed sign, because basically, it's it's like a boosted radar speed sign. That's what it is. So yeah. instead of having a speed uh, a, a reminder of the speed you're going, then there's a red light instead of the, that speed display. So you have to abide by it. Since we were uh, children, red light means stop. So the impact is much bigger than uh, having just your speed displayed because you have to obey to, uh, to the law. The red light is the law. However, it's not meant to make you stop. And in any case, it will not make you stop. It will make you moderate. Because as soon as you're, you're slowing down, thinking you're about to stop, you'll be driving the right speed and the light will, get you, will let you go. So it's not meant to stop anyone, but it's meant to have you kind of thinking you're about to stop so that you can slow down. I love and the idea. Just, just a, a, a point here. There's also a sign ahead of the light an educational sign that says if you're driving the right speed, for example, 30 kilometers or 50, 
you will get that green light. And it comes with a picture, a nice picture of a child says, slow down for my safety. So we're, we're really trying to educate people here and not, uh, not by any means trying to give away tickets or repress them. Yeah, the, the lack of, I like this, right? I've always been a believer that while, you know, you have to punish people for speeding, it'd be really great if everybody who didn't speed, you know, <laughs> got cheaper insurance or I don't know, right? I mean, that to me, the reward system seems to be much of a longer term uh, win for everyone than just that. Now, with crosswalks, we've seen crosswalks with the countdowns on the crosswalks. Some different studies have said that that works really well for the pedestrians, but the drivers watch those. And sometimes drivers will accelerate if the countdown is getting low so they don't have to run a yellow light. Would that be a concern because drivers do adapt? Drivers, you know, the connection between the red stoplight, stoplight, meaning stop here because it's a red light, even though it changes and everything that, like you said... Um, would that be a concern of creating confusion between what is a stoplight versus what is a, 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 an educational light? So it's a good question, Shane. Actually, the system has been around for a decade in Europe. You know, in North America, we're a little bit behind on what's being done in Europe. Uh, it's been around for, for over 10 years in France, and it's been officially approved for two years. So it's something, there's about a thousands of those systems uh, deployed uh, all across France. And there's some of them in Portugal as well. Um, so it's not something that hasn't has never been tried before. And what they've observed over there is that the, uh, the compliance with the red light is very, very high. Uh, for them, being regulated, being part of the regulations, they can enforce the system with with police uh, police officers that will give away tickets if you decide to to blow that light. Uh, for here, we're still in educational mode, but if not, it's not unrealistic to see down the road if it's part of the regulations that uh, police could enforce the system. But uh, over in France, they see very very little uh, people who blow the light because uh, because it's it, it's not only costly, it's also dangerous, and people understand that. So, uh, and, and there's been no difference in, uh, in reckless driving around intersections, in, around typical traffic lights, because people can do the difference, can make the difference between a, uh, a, an Earl and a traffic light at an, as, at an intersection, which would be very, very dangerous to blow. Uh, the traffic signs haven't changed much. Right. The basics, you know, stop signs are the same. Traffic lights are the same. I mean, sure, we have an extra arrow here or, you know, those kinds of advanced signals. But really, the traffic system itself has not changed much in a really long time. We are starting to see some cities where the default speed limit in neighborhoods is 30 or 40. But we are starting to it, maybe we're overdue. Are we overdue in, in the way that traffic was designed almost 100 years ago? with signs and then eventually lights and so on. Maybe we're just overdue to maybe apply some proper technology behind it these days? I, I think uh, it's it's all about changing things. Uh, it's it's okay that the, the signs that we're, we're used to are, are still the same and, it, and they're standardized and we recognize those. So it's, so that every, all of that is fine. But I think uh, it's good to bring in new solutions to traffic to, to calm down traffic, 
to bring new stuff around because, you know, uh, on the Quebec side, it could be the same uh, all across Canada. I'm not sure, but we have those yellow flashing lights that tell you, uh, for example, there's a, there's a hidden intersection or, or slow down because this is a critical area. We don't see those anymore because they've been around for 20 years. And so they're now part of the, uh, the, 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 the decor almost. And it's, it's becoming more and more the same for radar speed signs. They're everywhere. In Ottawa, for example, there's 800 of those. I know Ottawa is big, but, uh, but people get used to seeing those types of systems because they've been around for 10 years now. So it's good to bring new, new solutions around, mix it up, and bring stuff that people have never seen before and use it in a different way. We're not so, so far from regulations. We're using a standardized, tra standardized traffic light. We're just not using it in the same way uh, as we're used to. Yeah, that's really interesting. If you could talk your province into turning right on red, by the way, that would be helpful for me. Um, <laughs> because every time I drive into Quebec or you see a Quebec license plate in downtown Ottawa and everybody's sitting waiting <laughs> to turn right on red. <laughs> oh, that's so fun. So 30 kilometers an hour, I know that um, in this world of efficiency and time, we have more jobs than ever between being a parent, being an employee, being a partner, husband or wife or whatever it is that we do. I agree with slowing things down, especially in residential areas. I'm a big advocate for school zones and that being so black and white, you're speeding, you're not speeding. There's no forgiveness there. The slowing things down to 30 everywhere, I get the safety numbers, but it puts such a tax on time. If you just do the math on speeds alone and you drop speeds by 40%, you're adding 40% drive time. That doesn't align with cars idling, it doesn't align with efficiency, it doesn't align with parenting, it doesn't align everything else. Now, I 40 kilometers an hour seems to be a really nice, safer speed, drastic change in crash numbers and all those things. Are you guys seeing that that impact on there or at least pushback? Because for me, and maybe I'm selfish, but the amount of time with some of the urban sprawl of some of the neighborhoods being so big, the amount of time it takes to get out of your neighborhood, doubling that time, for some people, doubles their drive time to work. That becomes a problem. Mm -hmm. Well, uh, I would say that uh, I do agree with uh, with uh, it's everyone wants to get to to work or to to home uh, as quickly as possible. But we have to keep in mind that we have to do that uh, in a safe way for others because more and more we're sharing the road. You see a lot more bikers uh, than we used to. A year round now in uh, in most big cities, uh, it's surprising in Montreal. There's 10% of the bikers in uh, during the summer that do bike in the winter. So those those people share the road with us. There's a lot of pedestrians. There's uh, all sorts of of ways to travel now, and we need to share that road. So being the car, we're one of the bigger ones, and we need to keep in mind that uh, we need to share that road with uh, with people who are more vulnerable. Um, it's it would be a, a higher level debate uh, whether we should limit the, the speeds to 30 or 40 kilometers. But the statistics that I gave earlier, the 10% chances to uh, to kill someone hitting it at 30 versus 75 at, uh, at 50, that says something. So I know it's, it may take three or four minutes more to, to go to work or, or get back to home, but uh, but 
it, it shouldn't it be taken into account that uh, you're doing that while keeping others safe? Mm -hmm. I agree. I do agree. I, I also, though, do the math and say that if it's, and I'm not debating you at all, uh, but if it's five minutes more to get to work, it's five minutes more to get home, that's 10 minutes, that's an hour extra a week. And that hour is more than 2% of your time you spend at work anyway. So why, if you took any, any other number, if we're talking about percentages, if you took 3% of efficiency inside business or your finances are personal, that would be a massive difference. If we take 3% of our time, that's a massive impact on time. You know, if you took 3% of the crashes and you have three more percent of the people die, then that's a lot of people. Like that's three more percent of people. So it, it, it's important to look at all aspects of it. And I, I really appreciate the creative way that your organization is going about trying to do it differently because all of these pieces matter, right? I mean, and it matters more so if you're the guy that gets hit by the car, <laughs> right? Yeah. Like, you know, it's, we're seeing these changes. Uh, Electric cars are quiet. So what do they do to not run over uh, pedestrians as well? Like there's so many things that need to be dealt with. It's it's all about compromise. Uh, I wouldn't like to be in uh, our elected officials' shoes because they have to uh, they have to do compromises everywhere. So yes, they have to take into account that people want to get home uh, quickly and as safely as possible, but they have to also uh, bring more safety to streets and uh, and let people share those streets. So it's it's all about compromises mm -hmm. and. And I would encourage uh, listeners to to also try those other ways of traveling. Uh, today uh, was the first day I went uh, went to, went to work biking because uh, if if you're in a slower uh, slower uh, neighborhood, it's a thirty zone. Then biking takes almost almost as much time as uh, as driving would. So at mm -hmm. this point, I would encourage people to try other ways and and realize that people speeding driving uh, dri driving by you it's not something uh something that you that you want not you, a lot you of want fun. to feel safe right not a lot of fun when you feel that push of air from a big truck yeah. that goes by yeah. too fast right the neat thing here anthony is that it's about trying things and about having the discussion and that that's the cool part is that you guys are not only in the discussion of safety around uh the school zones and all those things but the earl program and this light just tries some stuff just imagine for everyone all the shift heads that are listening it's just as simple as a typical stoplight that you see, like kind of a red, yellow, green, sort of basically. I think that's a safe way to describe it. And if you're going too fast, the light's red. And if you slow down, it turns green. It's just that simple. It lets you know if you're speeding or not speeding. And um, I think that seems, like, especially in today's world where you don't have to dig a big trench and run into a power cable to it because you can use a solar panel and a battery. Like it, it does become far more attainable to look at these things a lot differently than we used to. And that's the creative part to me, Anthony. That's what I really appreciate about not only trying it, but inspiring the discussion. Yeah, thanks Thanks for bringing that up. Actually, uh, the sign is solar powered. So we always take into account that cities have limited budgets and, and ease of implementation and, and budget friendly is uh, at the the core of Earl. So it's solar powered. It's an anchor that's been driven into the ground. So there's no excavation. There's no concrete basis. So the system is very, very affordable for a city uh, compared to a typical traffic light that would need a lot of excavation and, uh, and conduits and that type of stuff. So can you make the speed smiley face sign? Can you just make it say you're a better driver than your partner or something? Like, <laughs> I think that would be really connecting for most most couples. 
that uh, that would be thought totally possible but uh, you'd have to ask uh, ottawa's elected officials to uh, to do that for you <laughs> oh well, we'll get an answer back in 10 years i you know what i would rather go ask them to fill the potholes first because those roads are <laughs> dreadful um thanks so much anthony lapointe is here the program is called earl it's a very simple notion Red light, you're going too fast for school zones in particular. Green light, um, you're following the speed limit. And I think regardless of the discussion and debate around it, I think we all agree when it comes to the babies in the school zones and the playground zones, that's just non-negotiable. I, I don't think it's negotiable to anybody. And um, this is a great start to at least bring awareness on it. Thanks, Anthony. Appreciate you being here. Thanks for having us, Shane. This is the Shift Podcast. Are you? Are you? Are you? Okay. 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 Are you okay with? Got a couple of uh, other uh, traffic laws come in, Rye. With are you okay with? We can kind of throw in a couple of are you okays with these. So we don't have to do anything fancy, but I just thought I'd read the text because there's some good ideas here. We earlier asked if you could write a traffic law, any traffic law, anything. What what would that traffic lobby right now you get to write it and ryan waves his magic lawyer law stick and bink um that's not really what would happen if ryan was waving his magic law stick it would probably sound um a little bit more like this bing bing bong bong bing 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 it's a law right um so uh here's one comes from nate in winnipeg uh 30 years driving commercially he says good morning shane and the shift team seniors should need to retest after 65 years old biannually twice a year that's a lot um, unless you mean every second year, that could be uh, plus that was always confusing, isn't it? Right. What is mm -hmm. biweekly? Yeah. <laughs> Twice a week or every two weeks. Um, the, uh, plus medication they're on should factor in, in the decision to is issue them licenses. That's an interesting one. That's I don't know how yeah. you would manage that, but it is interesting because there are some people that take an awful lot of Tylenol threes that still drive their car, right? Cause they've got mm -hmm. bad knees or whatever. So that's interesting. Um, if you could have a new law, any law, what it would be, um, if people are so concerned about being late for work because of having to draw, comply with the rules of road, they should leave earlier. Duh. That's actually kind of fun. Um, Winter driving conditions gets a little support. The earlier conversation was that there should be some sort of endorsement or a second test before winter driving conditions is a thing. There you go. A couple more laws. If you have a law, what's your driving law that you would like to throw out there? We just make it a law poof right now as Ryan uh, turns it into a law and waves his absolute magic stick on it. Bing, bing, bong, bong, bing, bing, bing. And now it's a law. So what is it? 877-399-9898. Are you okay with... Wine. Yes. Well, red wine. White wine, awful. Disgusting. Oh, dude, I'm going to save your world. Can't yeah. do it. I can I tell can you. I can do the sweet white wines, and I can sometimes <sighs> do a rosé, but no. I oh, adore, right. I adore can I save you? a nice red wine and cheap red wine. Go ahead. Can I save you? Riesling. Riesling. Is that a is that If a, you is like that red wine... Or type of uh, wine. It's, it's an area. It's a type of wine. Um, okay. If you like red wine and you can't stand like Chardonnay and like those, you have it. No matter how cold it is and how thirsty you are, you're still like it gives you that shiver in the base of your neck that makes you go. Mm -hmm. 
right? That's the way really bad white wine tastes for me. Riesling will blow your mind. Why? It just uh, it just is. It There's just something works. about it that works. Yeah. yeah. I think. Well, it's I, not very popular I even either. prefer purple grapes to like yellow grapes. Like it's just like yellow. I've always liked that, so it makes sense that I like red wine, and I love red wine with food. However, the thing is, I love seafood. It's my favorite food. Mm-hmm. Red wine and seafood is not that great, but no. white wine and seafood is a great pairing. But every time I'm like, I feel like I would have rather just had red wine. So maybe, maybe I'll try it. Maybe. Well, don't, don't shoot it down. Um, the, uh, mm-hmm. the reason why I say that is because I, I used to do this thing on an old radio show where I had a, um, a sommelier come in every week and we did pairings, but we didn't do like fancy, fancy pairings like that. It was like, yeah. this is a great wine if you're watching a movie eating salt and vinegar potato chips. This is a great wine if you're going to be out in the backyard and you're going to make hot dogs. Like it was real life pairing things. I like that. And so it's possible that if you want to eat your seafood, you just need to try a different wine. Oh, this, uh, I didn't. Sorry, just while you were saying that, I looked up where Riesling is from. It's from the River Rhine in Germany. So it's mm-hmm. like river grapes. So that would be a very different tasting fruit. It, okay. It's All so right. good. My interest is peaked. You and I, uh, Riesling in a brown paper bag in a park downtown Calgary, <laughs> afternoon, afternoon drunk. Done deal. There are a couple of parks where you can drink oh, publicly that. that are legal. Should just no, just covering our butt because we're on the doing the thing on the radio. No. Oh right, very good point. Yeah. Yes, See, Ryan. We will. I'm follow the lawyer. All of remember, the rules. I'm the lawyer guy. Can I have my yes. million dollars now, please, for my thirty seconds yeah. of time? Thank you. No. All right. Bing bing bong bong bing bing bing. We're good. Okay. Um, <laughs> Ryan, I ask you to write. Traffic laws, Ryan writes drinking and park laws. This is the way it goes. Anyway, uh, I love wine, red wine. Actually, for me, Zinfandel is the bold, flavorful, explosion-in-your-mouth sort of wine that's the best. Do that. Now, um, Ryan wrote down here, you can't live off wine, which is technically not true because the there was many eras where the water was bad in in England. Right. And so they drank an awful lot of wine. They were really drunk. In fact, there was a lot of disease that happened because of that drunkenness. But if you truly do want to live off uh, wine, you can do it, especially if you're an Aussie. Just drive from town to paradise and you'll see why we call Australia Forty-year-old woman survived five days stranded in the bush in Australia by eating sweets and drinking a single bottle of wine. Ms. IP <laughs> freely uh, doesn't no, drink. No, no, Miss Ip. Ip. It's a it's a Chinese last name. Ip. Oh, yeah. What? Well, okay. <laughs> I'm sorry, Miss Ip. Ip. No? I just assumed it was a Ryan typo. My apologies typo, for anybody. <laughs> Who has the last name Ip? Um, I just butchered your last name because of my assumption that it was a typo. My apologies. Uh, Ms. Ip, who does not drink, only had a bottle of wine in the car as she was planning to give it away as a present. No, I'm very, very happy that she's been found. It could have been a different story. It was her black Honda Jazz that led to her rescue after a large-scale search through inaccessible terrain in the Mita Mita, Wodonga and Bright regions. 
when you're searching through dense bushland, it can be very, very difficult to find anyone or anything. Lillian had been holidaying 60 kilometres away in Bright and was attempting to drive to Dartmouth Dam on April 30. She hit a dead end at Yankee Point Track. When she tried to turn around, she became bogged and had no mobile coverage to call for help. Lillian Ip's family raised the alarm after they didn't receive her daily call. Okay. Um... That's fascinating, by the way. That's from Seven News. Uh, John, can you just play a little Captain Obvious moment here? Um, just the first beginning couple of seconds where he speaks. No, I'm very, very happy that she's been found. It could have been a different story. It was. Yeah, that's that. what happens when you're not found. It's a very different story. <laughs> just to be clear, right? <laughs> yeah. It's kind of like anyway. in uh, in Star Wars, there's a line of dialogue where Obi-Wan Kenobi says he was deceived by a lie. We all were. Well, yes, that's, that's what a lie is. That's deceived. what deception is. <laughs> <laughs> he was deceived by the truth and everything was fine. End of story. Um, according to the BBC, Ms. Ip was found around 60 kilometers, 37 miles away from the nearest town. And due to health issues, she was unable to walk. Uh, so she stayed with her car. Victoria police said she had no water and only had a few snacks to eat. She was taken to the hospital, treated for dehydration, has since returned home to Melbourne. How much do you want to bet Ms. Ip, who did not drink before, will definitely not drink now? Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> or, yeah, no, I don't think you can have a healthy relationship with alcohol at, at, at that point. Like, that, that's a little traumatizing, triggering. Uh, maybe like a bottle of champagne to be like, hey, I'm not dead. I got rescued. But uh, after that, yeah. Maybe, yeah. I don't know. I don't think she's going to be diving into the red wine anytime soon, you know? Um, yeah, I don't think so either. I'm glad Ms. Ip is okay. Mm -hmm. I still feel bad about the typo thing. My apologies. Mm -hmm. uh, are you okay with, uh, since we're talking about getting lost, mm -hmm. GPS? I it's remember not, when it's it's not GPS, like no, it's not, not GIPS, GPS, it's not someone's last yeah, name. It is, is it? actually, yes, actually <laughs> GPS. <laughs> we got Ms. IP yeah. and we got Mr. GIPS. No, there's no Mr. GIPS in this story. It's just okay. GPS. Now, I remember when my dad first got a GPS and they were those mm. old uh, Garmin. I, think I that's still the have one. Yeah. Uh, you know, it was like the coolest thing ever. And my mom still refused to use it. She would use MapQuest. She would print out. Oh, really? That's very old school. Still. Yeah, absolutely. And then we tried to get like a Darth Vader voiceover thing to work on the GPS, you know, like mm -hmm. turn left up ahead. It didn't, it never worked. And I still really wish I could. But uh, yeah, you know, I, I could not, without Google Maps, I could not get around maybe even like half as well as I do now. It is a, mm. it is a lifesaver. Mm -hmm. It really is. Uh, that's really cool. The whole map quest printing is right? <laughs> that's a throwback. My goodness. But you know what? Uh, and so before Apple CarPlay came out, when you can have like the fancy in your car, I actually bought mm -hmm. an aftermarket Apple CarPlay to put in my window. It was just too big. I didn't like it. Um, but having that map, that old school Garmin map on the car, that was really cool. It was very helpful still to this day. I would update my maps on the Garmin if I was going on a road trip just to leave it there. It's helpful. Got to tell yeah. you, I like it. Um, infamous scene in the office that uh, we wanted to share with you here about all this. Michael Scott, the manager, is driving his rental car when he decides to follow the GPS perfectly to a T. Wait, 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 wait. No, 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 no. It means bear right. No. Up there. It said right. It said take a right. 
no, 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 look. It, it means go up to the right, bear right over the bridge and hook up with 307. Make a right Maybe it's turn. a shortcut, Dwight. It said go to the right. It can't mean that. There's look, a lake there. I think it knows where it's going. This is the, the machine knows. This is the lake. Stop yelling at me. No, it's not yelling. Yelling. There's no here. Remain calm. I have trained for this. Okay. Exit the window. Here we go. Make a U-turn if possible. Okay, well, um, ridiculous, right? I mean, who would truly drive a car into a lake? I drove my car into a lake. <laughs> well, it actually happened this week. A Hawaiian vacation turned out to be a bit wetter than anticipated for two tourists who found themselves in a precarious situation when they drove their vehicles straight into the ocean. Pretty sure that wasn't supposed to happen. A woman and her passenger driving right down a boat ramp straight into the water, even smiling in confusion as their van sinks lower, still rolling forward. I think there must have been some sort of shock or, or, or delayed reaction. I don't think that they immediately registered that they were in the harbor. The passenger quickly making it out of the window, but the driver still inside. <laughs> I jumped in the water and got to the window and spoke to the driver. It was relatively deep where they were. They were drifting out. Um, the weather was really bad. I don't know the reasons for them going into the water, but it happened. All we could do was save them. Uh... I feel like it's the same person who put the accent there it was the last story. Anyway, that's from 8 News. By the time first responders arrived, the vehicle was submerged and had to be dragged out by a tow truck. A bystander said the whole ordeal was kind of funny as the tourists seemed unbothered by their sinking vehicle. Ah, yes. Tourists and cars on islands. Now, yeah. back to the Garmin thing. There was a time, and I think it's because people would leave their phones on in their car, like their map, on the BC ferries, I went in Nanaimo and I caught the ferry in Nanaimo and it was We were going back to Vancouver and um, it was my map, my Garmin map said the road drove into the ocean. So it would have been like literally driving into the ocean if I had, had gone there, right? It was departure bay and the, the, the road went into the ocean. I think it was because the apps were tracking. And it created that map. So I, I filed my complaint with them and they ended up changing it, which was cool. But I think it's because it was automated and it, people left their maps on and the cars were still just sitting there going on the ferry boat instead. Oh, right? it's like, how did it end up there in the first place? That's yeah. interesting. Yeah. Because well, it was we, the path of the to... ferry as a road. Yeah. yeah. Well, huh. Interesting. Neat, eh? Technology. So don't do, yeah. Don't do that either. Thanks for listening to The Shift Podcast. Make sure you subscribe, rate, and review the show and share with anyone you like. Get it on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and CuriousCast.ca.